We know that trauma goes from generation to generation. When you end up with a toxic person, very often there is a toxic person from your childhood in your life, or there was some trauma in your childhood at the very least. So science tells you that trauma goes in generations, that if you are married to one, you are more likely to have been raised by a toxic person or a narcissist, right? And spiritual people will tell you that when you do the work, they say trauma keeps going until somebody's ready to do the work. And when you do the work, your ancestors are celebrating with you. I don't know if that inspires you or makes you confused, but I find some value in that. Loving a narcissist hurts in a way that most people will never truly understand. And that's part of the reason that when you try to discuss your relationship with people who haven't been there, they never seem to quite get what you're talking about. They'll either minimize your concerns or even try to help help by offering more standard relationship advice, which unfortunately can be quite unhealthy for someone who's dealing with a narcissist in so many cases. For example, if you're feeling unheard in a healthier relationship, the standard advice might be to sit down and have a conversation about it or to even go to counseling together to work it out. But if you do these types of things with a narcissist, what do you think they're gonna do? They're gonna use it as an opportunity to manipulate you and the counselor given the opportunity. And this can just re-injure you and make you feel even more miserable. Have you ever noticed that when you're talking to a narcissist about something that concerns you or something that you're worried about, they begin to say stuff like, just get over it. Do you know why they do that? It's because according to them and the way that they feel, your concerns aren't as relevant or as real as theirs. You aren't as real or relevant as them as far as they see it. That's not true, obviously. But this is just one more example of how a narcissist treats you like an extension of themselves or as an object instead of a whole person. And it's an example of how their lack of empathy manifests in your life. With your fair share, if that's such a thing, of verbal and emotional abuse and manipulation from them, to say the very least. Maybe you have a narcissistic parent who favored your sibling and taught them how to torment you as well. Maybe they were all in it together. Maybe there's an aunt or an uncle or a cousin who's a narcissist, or you're married to one, or you're in some other way involved. You work with them, they're your neighbor, whatever. But in any case, whoever the narcissist is in your life, whoever they happen to be, you probably already know by now that you absolutely cannot trust them. A narcissist will never have your best interest at heart, even when they're your parent or your spouse. And that's because they are completely and only focused on their own needs being met at any given moment. Your needs don't even come second. They literally do not concern themselves with what you want or need at all, unless it benefits them to do so. If you've ever been with a narcissist, chances are that you've witnessed them being angry or upset about your happiness. They really can't stand to see you happy. They really don't want you to succeed. They're always looking for a reason to put you down, make you less excited about what you have to be excited about, or to downplay your success. They really do want everything to be about them. Maybe they're jealous, or maybe they feel like you won't have enough time or attention for them, or they are mad that they can't have happiness in the same way. Their own insecurities prevent them from finding the ability to be happy for you. So when you do have a success, embrace it, enjoy it. If you're in a relationship with a narcissist, understand that your success is still worthy of celebration. You are still worthy of celebration. And as you continue to succeed, maybe you'll succeed your way out the door. Why does the narcissist show their charming side to strangers while you get stuck with having to put up with all the BS? Let's talk about it. 
Number one, familiarity breeds contempt for narcissists. It's simple, really. People who don't know the narcissist well are only going to see the nice charming side because the narcissist can't trust that they'll feed their ego otherwise. But you, my friend, you have proven yourself to be a nice, reliable source of supply. And let's not forget the fact that you have, on occasion, had the nerve to attempt to get your own wants and needs met. Obviously, this would anger a narcissist and create resentment since they see you as an extension of themselves rather than a whole person. So if your needs and your wants aren't in line with what they believe they should be, well, there goes the resentment. It soars. And if there's so much resentment, well, then they no longer have a reason to share their charming side with you. In fact, they are abusive and cruel as a way to punish you for no longer feeding their ego by expressing that you have wants and needs as well. So remember that the narcissist is extremely egotistical, very entitled, and will do whatever they can to get what they want at your expense. This leads to their devaluing you and in many cases can also lead to permanent or temporary discard, but we'll get to that in a minute. It's how they control you. If they keep you confused, they leave you feeling lost and doubting your own perception of the world and your experiences, not to mention yourself. Now you're not sure whether you're right and they're toxic or whether they're right and you're crazy. In any case, it isn't quite that simple. There are so many other factors to consider, which brings me to number two. They have no empathy. Really, the first and most obvious reason that narcissists are cruel to you is their lack of empathy. But why then are they able to be kind to other people who aren't you? Well, it shouldn't make sense, but for narcissists, it's all about the attention and the supply that they can get from other people. You might have become old news or too available to them. They see you regularly and they know you've seen behind the mask, so you can't fool them anymore. Others will still be enamored with their false selves. So it makes sense and makes it far more exciting for the narcissist to get supply from other people when they can. Now we're gonna dig a little deeper into this in just a minute, but for now, Let's talk about the psychological component that everyone forgets. Number three, they won't take responsibility. In addition to the marked lack of empathy that narcissists display, they really have a hard time accepting emotional responsibility in any relationship. Therefore, they don't see any reason to be nice to you unless they can see a way that doing so benefits them directly. And while they won't take responsibility for their hurtful behavior, they also lack the ability to become truly attached to you in a healthy way, which further distances them emotionally. So when they're mean to you, when they're cruel to you, rather than acknowledging and admitting it and doing what they can to make up for it, narcissists will ignore you or worse, get even crueler and start to say things like, can't you ever be happy? And oh, look, here comes the dark cloud. And speaking of the inability to create healthy attachments, number four, they lack object constancy. Have you ever heard about the Freudian theory of object constancy? Freud's theory basically means that most people have the ability to still have a positive emotional bond with someone when they're feeling angry, hurt, or disappointed with them at the same time. In other words, your average person is capable of loving someone and still being angry with them at the same time. Narcissists don't have this ability. So they literally aren't able to love you and be angry in the same moment. So when they're angry with you, they can't love you simple. Number four, the preconditioning factor. You know the narcissist a little too well. The narcissist has spent months or years manipulating, controlling, and conditioning you to accept their abuse. As a result, you know them better than most people and you're sadly pretty used to dealing with their behavior. This in healthier relationships is a good thing. But since you're already in the position of being a narcissistic supply, the narcissist feels comfortable with you. Lucky you, right? That means you're among the privileged few who get to see the true face of the narcissist. Wearing their mask or being their false self in public is exhausting, so when they're behind closed doors with a preconditioned supply, their true selves can come out and play. 
That also means you become their emotional dumpster and they take out all of their feelings and trash, oops, frustration and anger on you, even though for the most part, it's bottled up stuff that isn't related to you. Which brings me to number five, the idealization phase. Narcissists have a typical relationship cycle in which they begin by idealizing you, where they love bomb you and treat you like you're worth your weight in gold, you know, the pedestal. But inevitably, something happens and then they recognize that in fact, you're a flawed human like everyone else and gosh darn it, this is about the time they start to actively devalue you. Now at first, it'll be little subtle insults and jabs, but before long, they will be directly mean, disrespectful, and outright rude, which leads to the discard phase in which they abandon you either emotionally or actually or both. This can take the form of the silent treatment, ghosting, or even actually ending the relationship. Worse, it can happen over and over for literally decades in the same relationship. And this, my friend, explains one more reason that narcissists are so cruel to you and kind to everyone else. Because they are, or could be, in the idealization phase with anyone they don't know very well at any given moment. And in many cases, people who do have the ability to set firm boundaries with the narcissist, at least from the beginning, they're automatically going to walk away if the narcissist gets too rude or disrespectful. And the narcissist knows it. It's hard to move past the narcissist and the narcissistic abuse situation because of trauma bonding. This is a situation where you are almost literally, well, you are literally physically addicted to the person. It affects the same part of your brain as drug addiction. It's a whole thing. In addition to trauma bonding, you are dealing with changing your whole life. Your normal has gone haywire. Even though this person was not a good person for you, they were still your normal. They say divorce is more stressful than death literally for a person. So this is something else to consider. That's just regular divorce. That's not talking about a narcissist. There are plenty of reasons that you're having a hard time letting go. Don't beat yourself up going the ups and the downs. This is completely normal in narcissistic abuse recovery. You're going to get through it. Now stick with me and I'll help you. So now that you understand all of that, I'm going to share with you seven reasons that narcissists just have to hurt you. Number one, repeated episodes of abuse and manipulation. Narcissists are creatures of habit and they are quite predictable. Sometimes you might even wonder if they have a narcissist playbook because they all seem to have a nearly identical patterns. If you're dealing with a romantic partner who is a narcissist, you might've initially thought they were your soulmate. After all, it seemed like everything they liked, you liked, and they seemed to want the same things as you. And it just seemed like they totally got you. And if it was a friend or a family member, you may have initially assumed that they had your best interests at heart, or at least that they loved and cared about you unconditionally. But as time went on and life happened, guess what? You saw that it was far from the case as you began to see their true narcissistic colors. Narcissists treat you terribly and they will condemn you in a heartbeat if it serves them to do so. Even looking at them the wrong way seems to provoke them into a narcissistic rage. As one of their primary sources of narcissistic supply, you also become an emotional garbage dump for them. They will take out their anger on you and they'll take out their frustration on you, whether or not it's related to you. And they'll do it over and over again, but you don't walk away because you love them. It hurts to love someone who is abusive to you and who is cruel to you in every way. That brings me to number two, narcissists kill your dreams. Despite the narcissist's best efforts, something in you secretly or otherwise has desires and things you want to make happen in your life. In other words, you have dreams and you have wishes just like everyone else. Let's say, for example, you have this desire to move to some tropical island after you retire. You scrimp and you save to make this happen, but rather than supporting you and being there for you, the narcissist just doesn't hesitate to start laughing at you and telling you you're living in a fantasy world or whatever. Even though they don't support your 
your dreams and they do actually the opposite of that, something in you believes them. You think maybe I am just being immature, imagining stuff that really isn't possible. Ultimately though, the narcissist negativity is enough to often destroy any hope that you have for the future and that hurts like hell. That brings me to number three, the relationship is far from reciprocal. You might find yourself giving everything you have to the narcissist and that they just take, take, and also take. They never give back. They almost literally can't give back. And if you ask a narcissist to do you a favor in any way, they'll only do it if there's something in it for them. So they might do you a favor, but only under certain circumstances that benefit them. They have to get something out of it or they most definitely will not do anything for you. And of course, these conditions are often not ones that you can realistically meet. For instance, if you ask them to watch the child that you have together for, I don't know, an hour or two so you can go to the salon, they'll say, sure, sure, I'll do it, I'll do it, but under one condition. And it's something much bigger than you're asking for. Here it goes. So maybe they wanna go on a trip with their friends for a week, and that means you will be the single parent to the child while they are having fun for a week with their friends. And they probably won't even call you while they're gone unless they call at the exact moment they know you're too busy to deal with them. And then they're gonna complain that you never talk to them when they call and say you don't love them enough. And this will lead you to yet another episode of you bending over backwards to prove your love for them, all while managing the house and the kid and the pets alone. Meanwhile, they're sitting on the beach laughing with their friends about how they've got you wrapped around their little finger. Yeah. Anywho, this brings me to my next point. Number four, your needs always come last with the narcissist. You are always having to put the narcissist needs ahead of your own. And whether you intend to do so or not, you most definitely have put your needs on the back burner if you're in a relationship with a narcissist. In fact, if this narcissist is a family member, you might not even be fully aware that you're allowed to have needs and wants. The narcissist makes it very clear that they are superior to you, above you, so much so that they literally will not allow you to take care of yourself at all in some cases because their needs and their wants come first always. Not only is this emotionally, physically, and otherwise exhausting, but you often end up feeling guilty for even wanting to take a shower or even to like go to the doctor when you're not feeling good. Personally, I remember feeling guilty for wanting or needing anything in my own toxic relationships. And this brings me to my next point. Number five, narcissists are boundary busters. The narcissist doesn't care if you have boundaries or rules. In fact, they actually feel like you're not allowed to make choices for yourself in many cases. They do not take you or your boundaries seriously at all. In fact, they're gonna walk all over you without a second thought, actively and intentionally crossing your boundaries one by one. Of course, since you love them, you tolerate it, but you don't recognize that over time, your boundaries are pushed so far back that they're almost entirely gone. For example, if you're married to a narcissist and they suddenly become best friends with someone they are clearly and painfully attracted to, and you can tell this based on the way they act around that person and about that person, you might have a real and understandable problem with this. But instead of understanding that they are crossing an obvious boundary that any married person would have an issue with, the narcissist will tell you to stop being so jealous and insecure and they'll say that if you are going to accuse them of cheating on you, well my goodness, they might as well just go ahead and do it despite the fact that you have never accused them of anything but just question this so-called friendship. Of course, they also have double standards so you won't be allowed to have a similar best friend. 
And that brings me to number six, smear campaigns and secrets spilled. If you were to go against the narcissist's wishes, or if you go no contact with them, then they won't hesitate to go out of their way to ruin your reputation and often your life. They will share private information about you that could even be damaging to you through social media or other avenues. And then they will even do stuff like even contact your boss and tell them all the reasons why they should fire you. And of course, when it comes to secrets, no matter how much they swear they're going to keep them under wraps, you gotta know that you can never confide anything serious in a narcissist and expect confidentiality. Even if you didn't let them down like they thought you were going to or whatever, and they don't decide to conduct a smear campaign, they'll still leak out those secrets, especially if those secrets give them the key to the narcissistic supply they need in some way, you know, attention or whatever. Narcissists have no integrity. You always want to make sure that if you are confiding in someone, it's someone you can trust and a narcissist never fits that bill. That brings me to number seven, narcissists are big fat liars. They are pathological liars. We know this to be a fact. They will never be truthful about anything unless it happens to benefit them in some way. Sometimes they lie just for the sake of lying. Nope, I'm not kidding. If you're dealing with a narcissist, you might as well always assume that whatever they tell you isn't true or at the very, very least, you need to take everything they say with a grain of salt. Never expect honesty from a narcissist. They're always gonna feed you lies. So just remember, you cannot trust them. The one thing that kind of unites all narcissists of the malignant nature is that lack of emotional and compassionate empathy. If you've ever spent a lot of time with a narcissist, you might notice that they get bored easily and they always seem to need some sort of external stimulation. This is partially related to that lack of empathy or that lack of ability to connect to their emotions. Don't take it from me though. Let Dr. Robin Bryman fill you in. Take a look. Healthy people have empathy and that's what makes them feel versus a narcissist who lacks empathy. And as a result, they're constantly looking for stimulation in their environment in order to feel. So they may drive really fast. They may gamble. They may cheat. They may cause a lot of drama. They may watch really scary movies or be obsessed with food. So how do you deal with a narcissist who is cruel to you? Well, you start by taking care of yourself and by setting strong boundaries. See, when you're with a narcissist, they get upset with you for doing literally anything for yourself. So you just stop doing stuff for yourself. I did the same thing. It felt a lot easier not to do what I needed to do because it made the narcissist less angry with me if I just did for him instead. Or at least it seemed like he preferred that I would ignore my own needs. This unfortunately led to my becoming a shadow of myself and I didn't even know who I was. But the first step toward healing is to start recognizing that you matter, that your needs and even your wants matter just as much as everyone else's. And to remember that if you can't take care of yourself, my friend, no one else is likely to do it for you. And I mean emotionally, physically, and otherwise. If you're like a lot of survivors of narcissistic abuse, chances are at one time or another, you thought to yourself, you know what? I'd like to get revenge on that narcissist. But at the same time, there's this other party that goes, you know, light and love and all the good stuff and karma and whatnot. So, what are you supposed to do? There's one simple way that you can achieve both of these objectives, and that is to make yourself unavailable, unreachable, and unconcerned about the narcissist. Not only do you go on and have the life you want because you're not dealing with a toxic person, they realize that you don't actually need them as much as they wanted you to need them. So sort of taking away their power by taking away their access to you. That takes away narcissistic supply. They're angry, they're hurt, they're furious. They're also left in an emotional state that sort of makes them feel completely alone. Now, I'm not saying you should do this to someone to hurt them, but if you happen to be going on and healing and living your good life, your best life, and they happen to feel miserable as a result of it, that's not your fault. Just saying. Narcissists don't change, but you can. 
And if you allow yourself to begin by doing something nice for yourself every day, even something small, it's a good jumping off point. After that, start figuring out what your boundaries are and little by little, you can reclaim yourself and your life on a whole new level. Remember that you matter. Remember that you are as important as everyone else and remember to take care of your own needs. Bottom line here is that no matter what, we know for a fact that it hurts to love a narcissist. Remember this, even if they promise not to hurt you, they most definitely will. They absolutely do not have your best interest at heart and many of them have no idea what that even means. Narcissists not only cannot love you back, but they leave you feeling battered, drained, and depressed. You'll feel anxious, you'll feel worthless, you'll feel like you're not even a real person in some cases. Obviously, the best thing you can do for yourself is to go no contact and break things off or go low contact if you must remain connected due to sharing kids or business together. We all know that's not always possible, but that is the ideal solution. But my friend, you've got to take care of yourself because the narcissist never will, not in the way that you deserve. And what you deserve in case you forgot is to be loved in the same way that you love. You deserve to be happy. You deserve to live in a home where you don't feel fear and anxiety every time they're around or their tires hit the driveway. You deserve to have a life that you love. Please don't forget, you matter. This brings me to the question of the day. And the question of the day is, can you relate? Do you or have you loved a narcissist who threw your love back in your face to hurt you over and over again? Do you believe that it's possible to love a narcissist without being hurt? Share your thoughts, share your ideas, share your experiences in the comments section below and let's talk about it. As always, thank you so much for being a part of my day and a part of my life and hey, Thanks for letting me be a part of yours. It really does mean a lot to me. Now, before I go, make sure you take a look at the videos I'm going to leave for you right there and right there. And while you're here, hit that subscribe button right over there so we can stay connected and continue on this healing journey together. I'll see you soon.